Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Before we jump right into the episode today, I just want to check in to see whether you are living the life that you deserve and the life of your dreams. So what I'm super passionate about is kind of acknowledging where you've come from and guiding you with positive influence to where you want to go. And this reflects in all of the work that I do. So I don't just work one job. I don't just teach yoga. I also have other businesses where I'm recruiting other people like myself who have a really high energy and have this desire to want to connect to other souls from all sorts of areas. And this is also a means to be able to have passive income coming in from many different streams. So if that is something that you are interested in and want to know more about it, please reach out to me and you can get in contact with me via my phone number or my Instagram or my Facebook or email. And I've provided all of that in the show notes and you'll be able to find me. So I really, really look forward to hearing from you, connecting with you and potentially even working with you. Let's do this. Welcome to another virtual stage of an episode and today we have the most beautiful Katerina Lova and I'm not pronouncing that in the most authentic, um, beautiful, elegant way that she will say it. Um, So I might even let her say that when she comes in. But Katerina is a holistic coach for women and she helps them reclaim the power of the womb space, which is something that I have been feeling this huge pull for lately. So it's just incredible that she has come in and um, offered her time and energy to speak to this. So she also speaks about the menstrual cycle and the divine feminine way, particularly as we, I guess we're going through a time where there's a lot of chaos and then we're wondering, you know, what power we're meant to be connecting to. So, um, I am going to actually let Katerina give an introduction to all of the work she does and what has led her to this path in particular, because I think for some people, when they hear the divine feminine or menstrual cycles, they think it's probably just women. But as I'm aware, it's like the world in general, it's it's made up of masculine and feminine. So 
come on in beauty and share your beautiful accent and your story with us <laughs> hi oh my god i'm so happy and so honored to be here and talking to you lauren oh and you pronounced my name perfectly fine it is a tricky one um like really german pronounced it would sound katarina Löwer. um but you made a perfectly beautiful job thank you <laughs> yes um so yeah i'm gonna share a little bit about my um, yeah my work yeah. and how I got where I am. So I am a studied psychologist and trauma-informed systemic coach. Wow. And I've always, for the past 10 years, I've always worked with women. It was always very much what I was naturally drawn to. And I started doing, um, I worked for the government in Germany and I did um, coachings, psychosocial coachings and therapy. But what I came to realize very quickly was um, that it's very much still this 80s feminism is right. very much still alive. That is like smashing the patriarchy and, you know, like, empowering women yes but in a very masculine way and yes. so and not, yeah and not really what and what i say when i talk about patriarchy is not i'm not talking about men here right i'm talking about a system that is oppressing equally women and men it's not about men versus women at all it's about very much a system that forces us to go, 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 and do, 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 and produce and be active all the time. But what we forget is the feminine way, the receptivity, the rest, the downward energy, you know, like the letting go, and very much like this natural menstruation mm -hmm. that we let go, really release, and then we come back and do again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I felt so constrained in my work after a few years, feeling like I, I'm forced to coach women to function in a dysfunctional system. Yeah. You'd be getting nowhere, really. Like you, you, you give them the wisdom and, and they're so thirsty for the tools, but I can imagine they just come back to you and it's like coming back at square one because they're really unable to practically apply any of it because it's like this, it's, it's an idea and it's not a way, like you say, the divine feminine way, it's a way of being and not of doing. So it's like, I know that I've been stuck in that cycle as well. And, you know, still get stuck in those ruts of like, I do love achieving and I do love doing things, but then remembering as well, like with, um, the previous chat that I just did with someone, it was like the hormone cycles. We we can achieve in the times that we rest. So that's something that's psychologically harder for me to get over. And I'm sure that viewers and listeners can probably relate. Um, and probably most of your clients are bringing up with you anyway. 
Yes. Yes, very much because we're so conditioned as well to always give and do more and and also define our self-worth by the things we achieve. And that takes away, like you said, we all naturally, we want to create, we want to do things, we want to get out and birth our projects or whatever into this world. But if everything depends on that, it just takes away the natural joy and excitement and pleasure of that right because everything depends on us delivering certain things yeah and also when we forget to go back into a receptive state and rest how are we going to see our manifestations work right because we're already at the next project or at the next idea or yeah so wow and when you think of it like on an actual physiological level I love that you use the word receptive and you know it brings in receiving and resting and you know it doesn't always just mean like resting like I'm here lying on my couch or um, I'm resting I'm doing nothing it can be actually just drawing on the yin qualities or the more passive qualities where we're allowing for things to happen because we all know that when we're in our parasympathetic nervous system or our rest, receive and digest system, that that is when the body heals, like physiologically, not just woo-woo language. So if we're always in a state of like, oh, I've got to get things done, like you said, the next thing, the next thing, it's like your body is just getting so burnt out. And, you know, the words adrenal fatigue are probably very familiar to you Mm -hmm. and burnout and yeah all of that kind of stuff um when you grew up Katerina did you have a did you have parents who showed you how to be both in your masculine and your feminine quite well because you have such an elegance about you when I see you and very briefly met you and I just wonder if that has been a practice or whether it's something that you were just kind of born into and have been doing your whole life (laughs) um no unfortunately I wasn't born into it or maybe I have to be grateful because I think it was quite the opposite and that actually pushed me onto this way of healing myself and so I made this my calling right and my profession to share this wisdom and knowledge I gathered throughout the years So now I grew up very much in a family that neglected cyclical being, that neglected menstruality. It wasn't talked about, it wasn't shared about, there was no space. We had to function very much all the time, like my grandmother did. She was a generation of war survivors, right? So there was no real awareness for that it was pushing and going and my mother as well and so that was how I grew up and then at one point I I was burned out I was really I was just tired I was getting sick all the time like once a month I would have a cold and I felt oh my god this can't be it I'm not going to continue like this for the next 60 years of my life there has to be a different way 
and that led me down this path. And I can see here as well um, that I didn't include in the little introduction that I did for you, but your healing journey has gone from India to Thailand to Greece to Turkey. Like where, where was this catalyst point where you realized it has to change, like there has to be a different way? And what action did you take towards, towards that step to like who you are today? Mm -hmm. um, well, I was working at that time as a psychologist and I loved my job. Like I really loved helping people and being in contact with them and really holding space for these transformations to occur. But I felt so confined by this nine to five life, by living in the city. By, and I felt like I was really at one point, I was, I was sitting there and feeling like, this could be my life for the next 60 years. And I just felt dead inside. I was like, oh my God, no, no, this can't be it. And I had like this huge urge in me coming up saying like, no way, I'm just gonna put up with this. It feels like it's, I'm dying inside while functioning so well on the outside. And where actually everything is fine. I had a beautiful flat, a loving partner, a great job, good income. And I felt, but I'm not happy. I'm just not happy. And, and I always, yeah, and then it kickstarted this like, okay, I'm gonna look into different modalities. And I came in touch with Reiki. It was just like, it's an energy healing modality. And it was something I remembered. It, it was insane because I didn't have to learn it. Yeah. My body remembered. Totally. And it was like, oh, felt amazing. And that kickstarted everything. And then I, I was always interested in yoga, but then I felt, no, I'm going to deepen this. And, and I just, at one point, I just quit. Yeah. I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm gonna be stuck here. And I knew this. I can, I can, you know, just live with it, but I know there's so much more available to me. So I, I pushed myself to say, like, no, you're gonna quit now. You're gonna jump. You can always come back. You know, there I'm not gonna die. <laughs> Isn't it? such a paradoxical system though like because I, I feel like so my background as well was in a job that was helping people like in the paramedic field and then you know you just people are telling you it's probably the best job you're going to ever have Katarina you're doing really good things we love you you're so good at what you do and then it's like you're not hearing me I feel dead like I feel like there's ways that I can help people more which I'm you know, I'm sure you were very, very good at your psychology job and in that role. But at the same time, that can fit into your new role. And like you, like, it's so amazing that you did take the leap because if you don't act on that window of opportunity that you had right there, then I can almost guarantee that that would have projected into those next depressing 60 years of your life that, you know, you've just accepted what, you have and it's good enough and yes. you know for some time a lot of people can think well 
it's pretty good and I've, I've got most things I want it's like but you could have like so much more and I'm not talking money I mean like your soul just going like I want to hug the world because of what I'm doing and like I'm sure you're challenged like crazy in in the work that you do now and probably in in even more challenging ways in psychology work because it <laughs> means you have to do all of the work yourself too you're not just hired for a position that you were trained for right yeah 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 and it's it's so much like you said I could really feel these two opportunities being fairly okay and just accepting my life as it was while slowly dying on the inside mm. or just taking that big scary leap of faith and just jumping without a security net but finding that security net actually within myself yeah. was the most empowering thing I've ever done. Oh, I just want to squish you. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like a fellow soul sister or like, I think it, like you even said in the messages, I feel like this is perfect timing and I feel like we're meant to connect for a reason. And I definitely felt that as well because I haven't reached out to everybody in the world. There's been very random and few people that have actually sent that you know direct message to like hey don't know much about you we should catch up you should come on my podcast it's so bizarre <laughs> the people that come through that for me is like they're the ones who are showing up they're the ones doing the work they're the mm -hmm. ones who are continuing to value themselves and their story despite the odds and I'd, I'd really like to hear what your journey with self-confidence self-esteem and self-worth has been and like what your practices are around that now yeah um my journey to being self-confident was quite it was not an easy one i let's let's be really honest about it um, i felt when I was growing up, I always felt like I had to look a certain way or be a certain way or present results to get love, especially growing up with a father who was very distant, very, yeah, abandoning. Um, I always felt like I have to have the right grades or I have to look cute enough or I have to, whatever it was really, because in the end, you can't it took me years to understand that no matter what I do, I'm never going to be good enough if I feel I don't be, I'm, I'm not going to be loved for just me. And there was a thing that, um, yeah, stuck with me for a long time throughout my teenage years. And I always was very focused around my looks and dieting a lot and exercising but just never being really content right because I'm, I'm not perfect I'm just human amen <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the line of the the episode already <laughs> yeah and yeah and also this competitiveness, right? Also, when I started doing yoga and you would think, oh my God, yeah, it's a spiritual practice, but it's also, you can push yourself so much, right? 
do I look right? Am I going deep enough? Am I doing enough? Is one hour a day enough? Shouldn't I be doing three hours? You know, like there is no limit to this thing, to this way of thinking. When you feel like you have to prove yourself, it also really bleeds into your spiritual practices as well. So they're not the cure necessarily for these issues. I had to find out that. <laughs> Yeah. Is there's like a, a level of spiritual competitiveness as well, which is just so on the other side of spiritual, it's not funny, but I've been there as well, but it's more so just being with myself of comparing, oh, I could never be like that. Or I better do like, yeah, 20 hours in a day. And it's like, I better not sleep. <laughs> I better have that practice. And it's like, why? Like, what, what am I actually, um, what is, the purpose of all of this and I guess that's probably what you got to as well is that that is yoga it's finding your it's finding your purpose and it might not ever be a yoga posture in your life but it's actually coming to sit with you and going I love me I am enough and that's when that's when the whole world opens to you and I'm sure that you know I'm not sure if you're still with your partner of back in the day or whether you have a different partner or friends and family and I, I just feel like the space you're in now that your connections would be so much more rich and you can speak to that if you'd like or yeah go into whatever avenue um, resonates with you yes yes so so much mm. and this uh, once you like you said when you reflect on why am I doing this do I feel like I have to prove something to myself or to others? Or is it because it's just coming out of myself, my real authentic expression of who I am in this moment? Mm. And for me, menstrual cycle awareness, for example, really opened the door to this saying like, what do I need today? Who am I today? Because I'm not linear. I'm not the same as I was two weeks ago. I actually radically change every month, every day. And that was for me the moment when I felt like, oh my God, I can give myself permission. I'm not crazy. I'm not hysterical. I'm not overly emotional, whatever. I don't lack um, consistency or determination. I am a woman that, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so simple and so profound and yet absolutely life-changing isn't the um isn't it amazing too with the menstrual cycle having the shift to see it as something beautiful instead of something that is so limiting or you know pms related or emotional related it's like wow i'm feeling restful hey my body's actually in a state of showing me that it needs rest in this moment or it's showing me that like really drive go hard have that masculine energy at certain times of the month but then to remember I love that line is I am not linear I just love it because that speaks so soul deep for me and um, I know a lot of other people do like to have things mapped out in a certain way and that and that meets their needs well for their purpose or their life and that's totally cool but um, I consistently like to have variety in my 
routine and my life and to have that match in with like the moon cycles or you know the menstrual cycle and and just to be able to kind of literally go with the flow in in yeah in so many more ways than one yeah and you know what you you said it so beautifully it is it is first of all it is natural like we, we have the menstrual cycle is really the natural inbuilt spiritual practice for women yeah. and it's undeniable right it is present it is in our bodies our mind is not so much involved actually but our body shows us the the perfect way and everything like when we can shift our mindset and not saying oh my god it's so inconvenient oh my god I hate PMS but when we actually look at what is this telling me what is this telling me then it is beautiful to transform our lives according to that because PMS and that rage and that criticism we can experience and this irritability right yeah it really shows us where our lives are not in sync with our cycle mm -hmm. and the western world very much expects us to be in we call it the inner summer right so Yes. If you have the four seasons of the menstrual cycle, the inner spring and inner summer is pre-ovulation and ovulation. When you have the most masculine energy, when you feel like, oh my God, I can conquer the world. And you know what? You can and go for it, but you can only because afterwards you get into this resting cycle, digesting cycle, mm. and it's naturally enabling you to be creative and birth but you also have to rest otherwise you burn out if you're constantly on fire you burn out and that's the natural consequence and what so many women are facing in this world as well definitely and and we all have different constitutions right like I can I can just see a little bit of you but you know, I can see that you're probably, you've shifted into your feminine quite a lot um, with all of the work that you do. But if in our natural constitution, we have a lot of internal fire as it is. And I think, you know, there's certain things that I believe in with like astrology and planetary alignments and stuff. Um, I won't go into that here, um, but there can be a lot of fiery influence. And so there's that on top of a fire, you know, a fiery work, like you might be required to be really masculine or it might be labor intensive. And then there's the fire on top of the fire and then it might be the fiery time of your period. And no wonder a lot of women experience pain, experience cramping, experience these PMS symptoms. And um, the lady that will be, um, that was on the episode before um, when, like yours will be released. It's so cool that you brought up the the spring and the summer because that's exactly what she spoke about. And so that makes mm -hmm. so much sense to me with like the testosterone coming to its yes. peak in the in the summertime um, or in the summer cycle within the month for ladies. And uh, it's just again, if we can start to work synchronistically with it, we're not going to start to work against it. It's like. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'm also curious how you manage your, your time of action here, because you could get a lot of energy and then still burn yourself out in those times, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, because if we plan, let's say we, we are able to plan our life, our business, our work according to our cycle, right? We would get the most done in this four, first two seasons, like spring and summer. Yeah. But if we can manage to keep a little bit of that super outgoing, super social energy to ourselves, mm. then we will experience a way less painful period and a way less stressful PMS space, if any. And just to be really, really, really strong on that, PMS and painful periods are not normal. This is not your default. No. Actually, the menstruation can be such a blissful time of deep spiritual journeying, of shamanic journeying. And in all shamanic traditions, for example, things like sweat lodges or fasting, they were invented for men. So they can access the same realms as women can naturally through their menstruation. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow. I'm so curious as to who you have learned your wisdom through like who you turn to in this time because I'm sure a lot of it was intuitive much like the Reiki there is this sense of remembering but um as we as we go through the process of remembering it's often um important for us to find those wise teachers along the way who kind of have the blueprint or the framework right yes well, I have to say that my shamanic journey was quite special because I basically, <laughs> I got, it sounds so weird, but I got chosen by this shaman and he just contacted me and invited me to his place in Crete. And I was so like, he contacted me via Facebook and I was like, who's this old guy just writing me a message? How weird is that? Right. And I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to go to your place in Crete. I mean, thank you, but how creepy is that? And then he actually came visiting me in my dream time. And he was there showing me the way. And the next day I booked my tickets to Crete and I stayed with him. <laughs> For three months learning, um, it was, yeah, I wish really mind-blowing. people are <laughs> listening to the podcast right now, jump onto the YouTube um, when this actual upload is there because my face is just like, says it all. That is like <laughs> so epic. I love this. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that was incredible for me. And I had a few of these synchronicities where just, yeah, things just happened. And it, I didn't, I, I received them, right? I didn't make it happen. I didn't go and say like, oh, I'm, I'm going to book myself on that training. Mm. Um, 
because I think, yeah, a lot of this, if you want to really be open and be ready, it will reach you, right? The right resources, the right teachers, the right people, they will reach you when it's time. And that's not necessarily when you think it is time, but <laughs> when you actually are open to receive, right? And this is why it's so important as well to cultivate that receptivity so that these teachings and these people can enter our lives and enrich our reality. But other than that, and I know that that's quite an unusual um, experience. I just want to stay with that for a bit and just go like, yes, that is just so how I roll. And I probably would have been the same as you, like, who is this creepy old dude? But then also have that conflict with feeling like this pull or then your direction goes there and it's like, why do I feel like I have to do this? And Everyone else is going to think I'm crazy, but I trust this. And, you know, for you to have gone and done that, I'm sure you would have had a lot of people like, oh, my God, please be safe, blah, 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 blah. And it's like the most incredible transformative experience that, you know, has almost birthed you into, into what you do, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, my God. When I told my family, they were like, uh are you crazy or what? You're not going. This is so dangerous. Have you ever talked to this guy? I was like, no, no, he came in my dream. And you were like, what? <laughs> you were so my like soul sister. It's the best. <laughs> yes. But you know, when you meet someone who can enter your dreams and talk to you and bring you into different dimensions and stuff you don't question anymore or at least I don't it's like a reality that's realer than normal reality it's so hard to describe but I know everyone out there who, who has ever experienced something like that will nod their head now and say like yes I know what that is it's like this different reality that you just don't question anymore you don't doubt it because it's so it's so real. I think because we understand, and it's not a us is better than anybody, but when people are stuck mm. so much in the body and the world as 3D, as this is all there is, as opposed to there's a point where we are all one. We are all one drop in the ocean and we are all like the ocean and that drop. And it's that sort of thing of, this complete feeling of unity and oneness. And I think that's what any spiritual teaching kind of alludes back to, whether you know you're in religion or whether you're in spirituality or whatever you want to call it. I feel like all pathways end up leading back to this point where it's like, it's, it's like a nothingness, but an everythingness. Um, and it's so beautiful to to have experienced that, I guess. And so like, um, yeah, I'm sure that the people that don't understand it, it can feel very frightening or very, um, I guess they probably don't share the same language that you and I might, might have in a conversation. And it can feel a little bit like um, disheartening at times, or it can challenge you to doubt yourself. But um, yeah, I, I feel like you've probably moved through all that and you're very confident in, in yourself and what you, what you have experienced and what you offer. 
Yes. Yeah, there's so many different paths, right? Like you said, they're different. Um, we say like they, they're different pointers to the moon, right? But they all point at something or at the same thing rather. And it's not one way isn't better, better than the other. And it's not to say like, oh, I'm, I'm so special. It's, it's not about this, right? It's like your life's journey will look different. Every, everyone's life journey will look different. And for me, like this new time we're moving in, it's not about, oh, I know better. I'm your teacher. I'm your guru. I feel like, no, I've, I've traveled a path and I can show you a few things, but you are your own healer, right? And all I want to do is to empower you to get to your own healing resources within yourself because it's all there and all it takes is someone maybe to show you the way. But in the end, it's all you going that way. And it's all you remembering who fuck you really are right I mean you are pure magic totally it's like and this is a cool thing is like when I see people like you you're the ones who I just go you're the right teacher in my opinion even though I don't like to say right or wrong or good or bad and all of that kind of stuff but I think you're a teacher who I know you would take people on and you wouldn't want to have them ongoing. It's like until you remember your own strength, until you remember your own worth, your own beauty, then I will set you free and you'll be able to lead that path for other people because it's like we're all these little buds that just are able to connect with so many different people. And if we can guide heaps of people along the way we can't do it all ourselves. like it's crazy to think that you'd want everyone to be on your team it's like no I'll I'll guide the right people at the right time with the information that you've gone through because we don't teach what we haven't embodied or learned mm -hmm. ourselves. and then they'll be able to draw in the right people to just continue this little domino effect along the way um along this thing called life and like hopefully bringing more conscious children into the world you know yes yeah so much and i think also as teachers it is even a responsibility to be really clear like mm. i don't want you to stick around with me for years not at all that's not the goal my goal is not to have clients that come over and over again but actually to set them out on their own journey equipped with more tools or more self-confidence or more whatever they really needed in that moment yeah this is the goal and to also really really emphasize that self-responsibility of healing and no matter if it's healing your womb or healing from a chronic illness or whatever mm. it's it's you who heals that within yourself, right? No prescription can do it for you. You can maybe cure a little bit, but the deep roots is always your responsibility and your ability as well, right? And it's the most empowering journey to say like, I have healed myself. Yeah. And yes, I took on the teachings and I got help as much as I needed, but the real the real healing 
is always always coming from the person itself totally i love that i love the way that you speak it's um yeah it's quite don't even know what the word is i want to say inspiring but i think it's just elegant and and it's well (laughs) well thought out so i love that and do you find that a lot of people come to you um just in terms of wanting to connect with you as a person and then they turn into clients or are people actively seeking you out for in-person classes or virtual sessions like what is your setup at the moment and where are you actually living I don't even know where you are (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's that's an interesting question I, I think it's very mixed so I, I live in Germany at the moment yeah. and still for a couple of more months. And then I feel like, oh, need to need to keep moving again. But let's see. I mean, it's tricky times for that. Yeah. Um, so I teach, I do, I do a few different things. I teach awakened belly dance um, online. Yes. And that is very much where a lot of people get drawn into working with me. And I think it's, they see me doing or embodying a certain thing and then they feel drawn to work with me. That's, I think that's the usual way of people connecting to me. I don't do a lot of advertisement at, at the moment, actually my website isn't even online. My Instagram isn't even online. So people find me usually through recommendations or they saw me somewhere and then they feel really drawn and say like, okay, I want to work with you. That is usually the way to go and to connect with me. Yeah, very much on a personal level. I don't really, I don't really like to separate it so much because I know that my own very personal story made me to the healer, teacher, whatever you want to call it, way shower that I am um, so my work is deeply personal my professionality is absolutely personal and I don't want to um, yeah exclude one from another it's practice it's being the person on the mat as well as off the mat right like in the psychologist room and out of the psychologist room and I, I guess that's probably you know, a part of leaving there as well is that it felt very disparate. Like when you were in the office, it felt like, oh, I'm Katarina with the glasses on. And now when I leave, <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's such a relief. It's a Katarina that I get to be. Um, whereas we can, we can actually be that person at all times in all things. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all flowing because we have to, we have to adapt to the circumstance and the situation. But it doesn't mean that we lose that inner soul part of it, us that we were talking about before in terms of really knowing who you are deeply. And, um, and like you said, knowing for you that publicly and privately is very much a part of your, your personal practice. So it's, um, yeah, it's knowing what, what your boundaries are in terms of what you share and how, you know, and how you interact with people in terms of like your students or your family and what time you give to them versus the time that you give to yourself. 
Um, and as when, when you're working with other people, I think it's extremely important to have enough time with yourself even though it's tempting to want to be always learning and always wanting to be busy, right? Yeah. Yeah, but for me, it's like, I could really sense this shift in clients coming to me and wanting to work with me once I truly embodied my teachings, right? When when you walk your talk, it's, it's such a game changer. And when we, you really embody what it's all about so for example um the first two days of my period i'm offline i'm not available i cancel meetings and even when i was still in corporate work um i would tell people i mean i work with women so talking about menstruation was something they understood yeah. i told my clients i'm on my blade right now i'm gonna take i'm gonna approach this differently i'm still showing up but in a different way and still being connected to that um, inner winter in me saying like, let things die, rest, lean back, not be so engaged with the outside world. And whenever possible, I would cancel and reschedule. I love yes. That. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of women can take that on board. It's just a, a mini little teaching within here too of, we understand that people are busy and that, you know, you've got families, you've got work, that sometimes it's not always appropriate to cancel work. But like Katarina said, it's adapting it. It's, it's acknowledging it. It's telling your partner like, hey, this is where I'm at. I'm at my winter. And, um, you know, explaining that in a way that they understand the language. But to go, I don't really feel like catching up with people. I don't want to be on my phone. So just getting that help to be supported and loved during that time, because that's something that we were both saying in, in both of our stories is like this feeling of not enough. And, you know, when you don't feel that, you don't feel like you can use your voice. And when you don't mm -hmm. use your voice, all of these things start to manifest in the body. And that's when we start to get pain, not just period pain, but headaches, tension, you hold extra weight. Like it's just, it's a myriad of um, health problems when when we're not able to express ourselves really. Yes. Yeah, so much. And I think one beautiful way to also engage with it very low key is I think most women I know experience this crazy day of this urge to clean up the whole house. And then you're like, what? And you're in the middle of doing, doing, doing and cleaning. And then the next day you start bleeding, right? And then you're like, ah, oh, okay. So this is why I did it. Yes. And when you tap into that energy, it's like, and you can, you can really use that to not only clean your house, but prepare meals in advance. So you don't have to cook, right? Get, get as much things done before your bleed so you can rest because you you prepared well and it's like this energy it's, it's really simple right it doesn't have to be big things you don't have to call in sick yeah but you can just accommodate your needs as much as possible and if you're able to tap into that energy you, you will see it's a built-in system right your body knows what's going to happen 
and it prepares you and pushes you to be like all kind of mad crazy cleaning lady <laughs> it's probably like pregnant women um as well yeah. like I'm sure that they get to that stage at the last part of their in their third trimester and it's like I just have to get things prepared and in a way like with that buildup of the lining in our uterus it's like it's this build up build up build up before it's like and I'm gonna be useless <laughs> like do you know what I mean and it's like we can we yeah. can allow ourselves then to go oh I can rest because I've put in all of this work but if we have people around us that can really support and nurture us in that time as well mm -hmm. I think it it actually helps that letting go process so much easier because it helps you let go of guilt and guilt is such a big one especially in mm. this like go 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 oh I should be doing something I should check this or I should be blah 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 it's like what if you didn't like how much worse would your situation get mm. if you just didn't yeah. yeah yeah that's such a good question and also at work for example what's like really the worst thing that would happen if you just did it two days later yeah. really would your company go bankrupt probably not would somebody die usually not right yeah. my teacher would always say it's not a surgery on an open heart right so calm down <laughs> it's yeah. not life-threatening yeah I really like that yeah. that too is there a recommended um resource that you would give our listeners or viewers in terms of like a favorite book or podcast that you find yourself really enjoying like whether it's work related for you or whether it's just in another area of interest so when it comes to cycle awareness and womb reconnection there are two books i really enjoyed one is called red moon by miranda gray and this is more like um like a mythical approach to uh, cycle awareness and very much about storytelling and yeah it has a very fairy kind of way to it so it's not for everyone but i think for those who is it for they will love it so maybe give it a try yeah. and then for those who are more um, maybe down to earth maybe sounds a bit weird <laughs> but more like a practical approach then wild power is a very beautiful book to, to read um, by alexandra pope oh got that yeah now. Yeah, so those are two books I really enjoy, but apart from, because feeding the mind is one thing, but really connecting to your physical or also your energetical womb space, if you perhaps had a hysterectomy or if you're a trans woman, or if you don't have that physical womb space or not anymore, um, but still connecting to that space is like a game changer. And I have some um, really nice meditations on Inside Timer. Uh, 
Um, it's a free meditation app, um, but not just me. There are a lot of womb connecting meditations, right? Because the very first thing is to connect to our womb again, yeah. to say like, hi, I'm here. I'm going to listen to you. What do you have to tell me? Your womb is so incredibly wise. Yeah. But we have to listen and we have to ask questions, right? And we have to en engage with it. Like everything we need to, or we want to heal or connect to or use, we have to establish a relationship. And we're very much taught to ignore our womb space, right? Definitely. So this reconnection journey, may it be through womb massage or womb yoga or belly dance is something I personally absolutely loved mm. or love <laughs> or massage or tapping or humming you know like there's so many ways to engage with your womb space and all of them I think are so beautiful if you can just experiment what works for you yes like yes a million times and you answered all of my questions in what you <laughs> said there because I was going to say like bringing in belly dancing at different times of the month you know might feel really good in terms of like moving your body but I'm sure it's it's quite physical and, and demanding but then there's you know the tapping of the belly and that or the humming and that just brings you to another level of like really feeling into that internal and intuitive space of like hey this is you know this is a part of my body and um and I think a lot of that stuff as well it can feel a little bit strange to you if you if you haven't done it before because when you're disconnected not just from your womb but from things in general it feels weird to have that first connection and there's a there's a process too of clearing out the toxins so you know, if you're not eating well or you haven't previously had a good relationship with your body, there's a whole heap of like toxins within that, you know, is providing a barrier between you wanting to connect and you actually connecting. So I think like, um, like Katarina said, it's not doing these drastic changes like oh, I've got to do it all or I won't do it at all. And it's like, just try one thing that doesn't feel right try another thing try another thing try doing maybe a different thing on every day of the month and see what happens and you know see what you really resonate with and um and I think that's always a really good start if you're really new to this stuff like give yourself variety it's a bit like going to university or doing school where you get to choose electives you're like I'm not quite sure but this one sounds fun for now and then you'll figure out what you need versus probably what you want to begin with, right? Yes, yes. And also not to forget, it can feel overwhelming. So like, how do I connect to my womb? And especially for women, and there are so many women out there who have experienced womb-related trauma, Yeah. right? Um, so this is something to be very aware of and to be careful. So I always recommend if you don't want to work with a practitioner and that's totally fine and you want to do it by yourself, do something that is not scary. 
where you still feel safe within yourself. So start with five minutes and don't go all crazy. It's not crazy, but don't go extreme, right? And say like, oh, I'm going to do Yoni eggs and Yoni themes and all these kind of advanced techniques. Mm -hmm. But why don't you just start laying down, put your hands on your womb and breathe for five minutes. It doesn't have to look fancy. It doesn't have to be an elaborate ritual. Yeah. It has to be right for you and not causing more stress or more drama or more trauma and not like another thing on your to-do list. Oh my God, now I have to connect to my womb as well. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to my 40 points list. It's like, no, that's not the way. Yes, I love that. Have you heard of belly wrapping? Like in terms of, yeah, and I I'm, I kind of sit in this pool of wanting to just implement it for women regardless of having a kid or not because the sensation of having something wrapping your belly or like you said, just putting your hand on it and having this very gentle pressure, it's like this, container of something sacred and being able to really hold that is um yeah it's just really special like I I recommend to any woman listening to this or watching this um to just do that whether it's just when you wake up whether you have a free moment in the day um even like me standing here now I've got one hand on my heart and one on my belly and it, it just feels very um safe and loving and there's yeah, there's just something when we put our actual hand, so our hand as well represents our heart. When we put that on our own skin or body, it's like we just make so many beautiful connections. And um, yeah, it's just, I, yeah, I just love all of this kind of stuff. I could talk forever about it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Oh, girl, where can people best get in contact with you before we um, wrap this up? Because I know that you said you were doing the Awakened Belly Dancing online, which I know a lot of people will be interested in, like I am. I want to I wanna know where I can access that. Um, I'll include this in the show notes too, but I'll get you to just speak to the best spot for contact. Yeah, so at the moment, the best thing to get in contact with me is through Instagram. Um, I guess we, we will link it down below. But my name is Katinka, and then um, how do I say it? Like a underscore. Underscore, yes. Thank you for picking up my thought. <laughs> and then Moon Child. Um, or Katarina Löwe on Facebook and just drop me a message. That's easiest at the moment as I'm, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Do you have any final things that you want our listeners or viewers to take away as a piece of wisdom or action or anything because I'm just so deeply touched by everything that you've shared and I know that we'll be sharing more stories along the way which is super exciting yeah um 
I'm just so grateful for everyone listening here and just know that you are loved and you're held and there's all the support in the world out there. And yeah, if you just, if you listen to this, there's probably something that called you, right? So just follow that spark. This is what I really would like to encourage people. Follow the spark that led you to this episode and just see where it takes you with curiosity and and pleasure and and fun and not so much seriousness perhaps or if you if you want to be serious about it that's fine as well you know sometimes we need that too but if we can ease into what sparked us I feel like this is always a good place to go um, about healing or expansion or whatever yeah. want to achieve being curious I like that it's a it's a beautiful quality thank you so much for your time your energy and mm. uh, your wisdom and your grace on this episode I've just so much enjoyed um, engaging with you not just talking but actually being able to see your face as well which is something that I really value in in these episodes they're not all just recordings um via a phone call it's like I actually get to see you I get to see the space that you're in and and put a face to a name and a name to a story and so yeah again I'm, I'm super grateful that you accepted this it, it seems now after we're talking that was probably very random to have actually gotten a response from you let alone getting in contact with you so yeah. Another to be kind of moment. I love these synchronicities. They always lead you down the best path, right? I feel like, oh, yeah. The best. So glad. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for talking to me. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like with all of these, these episodes, we'll get Katarina back on at some point if she's willing to... Um, do that to share where she's at in months to come or years to come whenever the time is mm. that the synchronistic flow aligns so I really really look forward to that day and yeah who knows what travel will do these days I could be doing a podcast with her in person wherever she's traveling to <laughs> <laughs> yes please <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Loth.